Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Our spit is incredibly complex for a substance made of 99% water. It contains a genetic code that reveals the real you. And that DNA in your spit can also reveal meaningful insights about your health that could change everything. What would you do if you knew you were at a higher likelihood of developing a particular disease? Join 23 different iHeart podcast hosts as they explore their own health discoveries in the new season of Spit. Listen to Spit on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe! Will you make us an espresso martini? Please! Five fucking minutes ago, I thought the dog had died or something. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was awful, that. Are you alright to do so? Can I have one as well, please? Yeah, do you want one? Yeah, go on. Woo! Fab. God, we never, we haven't had a drink in ages. Oh, no. Right. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. This week on the show, Billy is telling us how Insta is tackling body dysmorphia. Danny's got dirt on an LGBT artist who's facing the music. And we are helping a listener balance her best friend's breakup and a little bit of social stalking. Honestly, the farts through my fistula are getting more regular. Right, so you've got... Wait, I understand you've explained to the people before, the listener, but you've got an opened wound next to your bum hole. The fistula is an open wound that goes from the hole next to my bum into my anal cavity. But and you can actually fart coming... through that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not right. Does it hurt? Does it open the wound up a little bit? It looks like your bum hole goes and like opens up when you fart. Have you ever looked in the, in the mirror at yourself when you have a fart? No, I really do not wish for this to go out on air. Thank you. <laughs> You'll all try it next time. No, absolutely not. Oh, so what have you been up to this weekend? I've been chocker. I've worked every day this week. Wow. And four so days. Are you rolling in the deep? Um, all, all my money's had to go back out to pay for that. Oh, um, don't you hate yeah, that? Yeah, it's in one hand, straight, in one out, hand the straight out the other. Pissed off, and I've got <laughs> 20 quid. <laughs> 20 quid, and I can't even beans afford my laundry. T- beans on toast for me tea. Go on, well, tell me about your week then. Well, this week, actually. Yeah. One of our friends, in a kind of 
unpolite way told us that we've both put on weight. You're pissed off because one of our friends has said that we've gotten a bit fat. Well, we have. I've been I've been ill at home for munching. For we me, I'd have eat, I'd, I feel like I've got Prada Willy. I'd have eaten the cushions <laughs> on the couch if I could. See, for me, it's just the way it was positioned. It wasn't in like a. By the way, I think you're putting a little bit of weight. You know I mean? It was more like yeah, and you've got fat as well. But you know what? One, you've got to know how to deal with different people, and some people are a bit more like that than others. Direct. Whatever. I, Some I call say it direct, I, I say on the spectrum. I say but borderline okay. nasty. But that's how you've taken it. And don't forget, we joke all the time about calling ourselves fat. Fat gal this, fat gal that. Ooh, fatty, fatty, fatty. Because we're, we, we've, we're in a similar boat. The person who was joking about it has never been fat, never put on weight, never would, you would never say the term I think it's fat. just touched a nerve with you. Well, yeah, because I know I've put on weight. So that's what I mean. That's why it's touched the nerve with you. And that's why, I, in a general rule, I don't call people out for things like that in, in work. Because yeah. if you touch a nerve, it doesn't feel right. Everyone else around you can see that it's a joke. But if it touches a nerve with you, yeah. then it doesn't feel right. But also as well, because I have been... I've got my new trainer, which I know I spoke about before. But mm-hmm. I felt like when this person said that, I'd actually lost a little bit of weight. So then it was like, in my head, I was like, oh, I've lost a little bit of weight. I've been going to the gym and they were like, yeah, you've put on weight. And I was like, oh, great. Well, I'm actually feeling quite good at the minute. And then you right, just... Right, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just clapped back and so called like me fat. So it's like, I've lost too so much, I think. And someone going, yeah, well, you're still fat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Basically, what, yeah. Do you know what, though? It is what it is. I don't think you should be offended. I think the friend that said it, she is known for being matter-of-fact. Yeah. And, you know, you'll say the sky's blue and they'll say it's green just because sometimes they like to have the, an opposite opinion. Doesn't mean she, they love you any less. Yeah. It's just the way they are as a person. I wouldn't take it personally. Mm. I get called fat from strangers. Really? Do you know what I mean? Do you? I've said before in a show, I'm 27. And someone from the back of the room's gone stone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've got it. You've got it. At the end of the day, you work in the entertainment industry now, honey. Right. You've got a podcast. Yeah. You've got a little bit of a thicker skin. Yeah, I'm trying. And at the end of the day, you know you're beautiful. Your family knows you're beautiful. <laughs> I think you're ugly. No, I'm yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 I don't think you should take it personally. What else have you been up to this week before before you linger on being a chubster? Well. Linked into the chubster. I was at the gym this week. <laughs> Just see, you know, I was at the gym this week because they got a fabulous new vending machine and it serves hot meals. <laughs> Go on. Uh, so after the session, uh, my trainer took me into the uh, cons- consultation room and he was like, got his phone out and he went, right, take your top off. We're going to take some pictures. Oh now for me, God. I wanted the ground to swallow me up because you know, my biggest insecurity is my belly. Mm-hmm. Because when you've lost some weight, Six stone. When you're an FFJ, <laughs> yeah. When you're six stone, what you yeah, were originally. Yeah, I lost six then. stone. <laughs> that was the that was the sound of Billy's thighs rubbing together as he stood up. <laughs> anyway, your stomach just sort of you get extra skin, you get stretch marks, and it's just not. Look, it's a saggy belly. Between like, me and you, we joke and call it the pouch, don't we? Yeah. It, it, After <laughs> that woman, remember? Yeah. What was the story? The, she, sorry, sidetrack, side, yeah. don't sidetrack, fucking spin off here. You went for this consultation ages ago for this stuff and it tightens your skin. Yeah. And the, and the woman said... And the woman went, oh, well, I don't know whether it'd do anything on that pouch. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? And you were mortified. But yeah. it's not a pouch, is it? Yeah, no, but she called it a pouch. Go on. So now it's known as the pouch. Anyway, yeah. I've got the pouch. Anyway, kangaroo bill, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to let me pouch out for my trainer and I was stood there like trying to suck everything in. I but was, you know what? You're doing something about it. Yeah. So what? Embarrassing though. When he stood there, muscly, looking like a bloody Greek god, ass for days, muscles, they're massive. Really? And I'm stood there with my pouch out, saggy belly, pale. I haven't been for sunbed that day. <laughs> you know what? I think don't hang up too don't hang up too much on your look, I was gonna say, but then we all do it. Look, you're doing something about it. It's all about how it makes you feel. Mm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you are what you are and you'll be what you'll be. You'll eat what you'll eat. Yeah. And you'll do what you'll do. And as long as you feel like you're doing the right thing. I feel like for me, I know I've put weight on I'm actually between us squirrel friends i'm actually back on the weight loss injections at the moment oh right okay where it's this this drug from the doctors and you inject it it's called saxenda yeah you inject it every day and it just really suppresses your appetite so you're eating a lot less right yeah so i'm also doing that with a healthy diet right Slash, <laughs> just slash I an espresso d- martini. Not, not to, not to drop you in the, not to drop you in the shit. But I've just been in your fridge and I've actually seen a KFC biting bucket in there. <laughs> and whose is that? Yeah, well, it's probably yours. No, it's not mine actually. Thank right, you very much. It? It's actually Aaron's and his boyfriend. Right, okay. Who's okay. been staying over at my house? I was at my mum and dad's yesterday, and they ordered KFC delivery to the house. Nice. I went out. I saw my mum and dad yesterday. Um, fake Christmas is in full swing in my house. Right, because you're... Let's do let's give it a plug. You're doing panto again. Of course. So if people that don't know, yeah. every year for the last couple of years since Britain's Got Talent, I have done pantomime. Uh, I'm in Seven Oaks in Kent. I'm playing Mrs. Twanky, Ooh. Aladdin's parent. Yes. Um, with a moustache and a hairy face. And the script is really funny. You're going to help me with my lines, aren't you? Yeah, so I've not, I, I normally help you with your lines every year, but I've not read the script yet and I can't wait. You said, you said it's possibly the funniest it's been. I think, although I never wanted to play a dame, yeah. and this is essentially the dame, I like being a magical character. One, I think it's more fun. Two, I love flying in or, you know, I love the theatricals of the theatre coming up from the floor, flying in on strings, being in a giant mirror, blah, 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 all of that. Um, And having magic just feels great. It makes Christmas more magical. Yeah. So obviously I'm a non-magical character this year, so I don't go a la kabam and there's no... Right, there's no puff of smoke. Or all of that, you know. But I do have a mobility scooter and I do have a moment (laughs) in the show where... um, I open a fashion boutique, Twanky's Fashion Boutique, wow. and I've got like a really high fashion couture outfit, and I go out into the audience, and I read the audience, and we've got like handheld camera. Um, what I love about this this show, by the way, is the, the set is like a TV studio. I think at the moment, I think it's the only panto in the whole of the UK that does this. So you know, like the X Factors, all those screens, yeah, and they open and you stand on it. So the full, when you look at the set and the screens are off, it just looks like this weird black staging. box space. Yeah. But what they actually do is all the staging is animated. So in Panto, traditionally, you would have back cloths. 
we're in the castle you drop a cloth with a painted castle yeah. on we're on the street you drop a street scene and maybe wheel on a wheelbarrow and a girl with a pig or just a pig yeah. um but this is like 3d animated so it moves so when we're stood in the street birds fly over our head and the trees blow in the wind it just adds that extra yeah. element of Visuals. Magic visuals, yeah, yeah. yeah, to be in the show like that. And um, because it's a screen, anyway, we're going to go down into the audience with a handheld camera. Brilliant. And we get to read, uh, well, I get to just go off script, yeah. ad lib, read what people are wearing. Oh my God, love, what's this? What's that? Oh, no, 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 no. And rip the people to shreds. Oh, read me when I come and see it. Of course that, I will. That's going to be funny. Honey, of course I will. We went on that panto tangent then because you had fake Christmas in full swing is what you were Sorry. saying. Sorry. Do you know what? We yeah. are tangent upon tangent. Yeah. This is like podcastception. <laughs> um, what was I saying? So, fake Christmas is in full swing. So, because of panto, we have in my family home in the Wirral, yeah. Fake Christmas every year in November. Because obviously you're not home at Christmas time. No, which is a day that is just like Christmas and my mum goes all out. Does she get a tree? The lot. A turkey. My dad goes down to the local farm, the turkey farm, picks his turkey early. <laughs> it's awful, really. Yeah, you're a vegan, you're That betray- sounds really cruel. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's a free-range turkey, do you know what I mean? It's a pricey, pricey bird. But he chooses it. While it's still alive. I don't think he specifically goes, I'll have that gobble gobble there. Right, okay. Because I, I think... hate that when you go into a restaurant and they're there like... Which lobster would you like? Yeah, that I'm makes like... me feel sick. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, you know, he goes and gets the turkey early and it is full decked out. It feels like Christmas. We go and stay over the night before at my mum's house. New pyjamas on the bed, slippers. I feel like your mum would go to the lengths of having fake snow in the back garden. Like, I feel like she would do that. Ma, we went <laughs> to a place in the world called Gordale at the weekend, which is like Christmas heaven. Yeah. She was getting so excited buying this, buying that. She fills the trolley. Yeah. She filled the trolley with crap for Chris, fake Christmas. And the, fake Christmas as well. We have a present. We have presents and everything on the day. Yeah. But then she feels bad, so still buys us gifts on Christmas. So we're not with two Christmases. That's actually... I'm really jealous. I want to come to fake Christmas. <laughs> it's consumer hell. <laughs> but you know what? Out of anyone that I know, I feel like, well, obviously you go to any lengths you can for your kids. But what I was going to say, out of anyone I know, like my mum is the most giving and generous person, generally speaking. Yeah. She's helped other people start businesses. She's just the nicest, generous person that I know. And I just think that's the length she'll go to to make sure that we have... Some kind of Christmas, because yeah. I kind of ruin it by going and living in Seven Oaks for six weeks. She so. understands, though, that it's a, quite a big job for you, that, and you wouldn't really do you know big what I mean? job, yeah. And, and you get excited for it every year, so... Yeah, and I think as well, not only is it a big job, it's a stepping stone onto the longer game of, you know, I'd love to do Panto for many years to come. Yeah. And I'd like my career to grow and my persona and my job to develop and grow whatever that next stepping stone is if i can carve my career out personally bigger then i can do bigger and bigger pantos and yeah, i'd just love to be like a christopher biggins when i'm 60 yeah just do one job a year yeah imagine brilliant easy he gets like 80k 90k you don't need to do all the rest of the year do nothing for the rest of the year and just wait for panto i'd oh. love it yeah same oh no you wouldn't So it's time for Review of the Week. Review of the Week, yeah. That was like the before and after auto-tune. What's that? <laughs> I hope I was the before. No, the after. Yeah, you was the after. 
<laughs> Review of the week. You've got it this week. Who's it by? Who's it from? Okay, so this that. is from Jake93. Doesn't say where they're from. Hang on. Then we need we need Sam, at not a Samuel on Instagram, to come up with <laughs> an accent. So he picked it out of a hat randomly. Do, 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 do. Sam, have you got the virtual hat? He's took his hat off. He's picking out something. You'd be good at mime. Australia. <gasps> oh, let's see if you can be Australia. better than Sam at the accent. Australia. Australia. That's Here we go. Funny. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Hold on. <laughs> Why can't I do Australia this? Australia via where? Hold on. Australia. Mm-hmm. This is actually what I need in my morning brew. So funny and lighthearted. Love, love, love. Love heart emoji. <laughs> well, you sound more like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> love heart emoji. <laughs> Who's that from? That is from Jake93. Jake93, thanks for your... I can't do it either. I was going to try and do an Australian accent. Oh, Australia. Go. No, you don't. Kylie Minogue. Yeah, there we go. You've got it. I the weather's a bit shit at the moment. <laughs> 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 Who's there that we love on Instagram? Wigs. Wigs. Wigs by Vanity. Have you seen Wigs by Vanity? Oh, no. it's been a long day today, girl. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we officially just hated... Ev- I mean, we're officially hated by everybody in Australia right now. Oh. Our 10 Austra- Australian listeners, we're so sorry. Yeah. And if you do want to leave us a review... <laughs> leave it at the Gossip Guys... Apple Podcast. <laughs> drop leave, leave drop it. five stars. <laughs> and a shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> you know where to leave us a review. Go ahead. Leave a review there and say where you're from and we'll try and do your accent. Yes, and make sure it's somewhere really cool. Like, even if you're not from there, just lie. Just say you are so it's fun. Where where's somewhere fun to be from? Um, Leeds, Leeds. No, we haven't had a Yorkshire one yet, and I'd be perfect at that. Well, obviously <laughs> you're not going to do Yorkshire, and I'm not going to do Scouse. Come off it. Oh, I've not done Scouse yet, and you've not done Yorkshire. We could we should swap. Oh my god! So if you're from Leeds, Yorkshire area, leave okay. us a review. And, and if, if you're, you're from, from Liverpool, yeah, leave us a review. Yeah, brilliant, love it. The Gossip Gaze. So this week I've seen a little article. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Instagram plastic surgery filters? Love um. So it makes you look like you've had your lips done, your cheeks done, your jaw chiseled, basically everything we've had done. Camp, <laughs> yeah, camp. It's camp. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Instagram is now going to be banning those filters to Why? tackle Insta dysmorphia. So the company behind these filters, the AR face filters, spokesperson has said that they are going to be rooting out and banning these filters to tackle body, body dysmorphia throughout the platform. Now, the filters that I've seen are very, very exaggerated. Like there's no, I've not seen a subtle one. Yeah. It always makes your lips massive, your cheeks massive. Yeah. I've not seen a subtle one that's actually looks like you've just had a I little think bit of surgery. I just normalising surgeries or procedures though isn't it i suppose so you know it's fine on one hand if you want to do that but it all ties into why do we want to do that and i think overall it's like the subconscious pressures of just having it so normalized literally 90 percent of people now on instagram with a blue tick have had some of those procedures haven't they yeah but is the this people not... that we look at 
have all had stuff done to their faces. Yeah. Is this not, though, like, if we go back to, like, when people started to dye the hair, would they have banned a hair dye filter? Like, these these sort of procedures are just becoming more normal, if you will. It's just like dyeing your hair now. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, but you don't have to put a needle in in your head, do you, to dye your hair? Of course not, no. And... Obviously, you do need you do need a needle to do this, but people go go on the sunbeds and people put filters on that, that make his skin a little bit darker. Then that and we know and we know do the date. Yeah, so when you put a filter on, it can darken your skin so you look like you've got a tan. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you understand what I mean? So, when well, they're not banning these filters, that's encouraging people to go on sunbeds, maybe. No, under- because there's, it's not a, it's not a direct comparison, is it? A filter changes the whole picture. It's not necessarily, uh, look at me, I'm tanned filter. This is a look at me, I'm surgery filter. Or look at me, I'm cosmetically enhanced filter. Okay, yeah, I understand that point. Do you see that? Yeah. And also, we shouldn't be promoting sunbeds either because, you know, nine out of ten people on sunbeds get cancer. Well, is that is is that a fact? No, I just made that up. But right, I mean, yeah. but I mean, it's a very high percentage, isn't it? Of, of course, yeah. Sunbeds. You've got more chance of getting skin cancer if you use a sunbed. Of course. Yeah. However, however, we look brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! I just think it's a bit extreme to be banning these filters. Personally, I don't know. I don't know. I see why, but I feel like should Instagram be banning comments before the banning filters? That's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I think this is... Should Instagram be doing more to tackle the bullies and the haters and the and all of that? Yeah. Than banning the filters that are a bit of fun? I don't know. I also think Facetune, the app, Yeah. this is also comes in under that umbrella, if you will, where people are enhancing, yeah. changing, well, this is it. making people themselves skinnier. People look at their images and people are getting dysmorphia because we can edit our images so much. People think that they look like that. Yeah. But you don't, hon. Yeah. You know? Like, I've honestly seen a couple of people who I follow on Instagram, seen them out. And I've been shocked. A little bit shocked about how they look. Yeah, I am. I've not posted a picture in the last God knows how many weeks on my Instagram just because I know how much weight I've put on. And I don't want to put a picture of me on there with it. I've actually just did a throwback to when we went to the Drag Race premiere. Right. Just so that there was content going on there. But, you know. Do you think you could potentially have some of this body dysmorphia? Oh, God. Intervention. Um, I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, I look at myself in drag more than I look at myself not, so... I'm just saying, like, what... Can we can we just define body dysmorphia dead quick? So, body dysmorphia, or B, BDD... Ooh, we love an acronym. Like, ooh, we love an acronym. Um, it's a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about their flaws in their appearance. In their appearance? In their what? In their period? <laughs> Oh my god, my period is so ugly. <laughs> it's where a person spends a lot of time worrying about their flaws in their appearance. These flaws are often unnoticeable to others. This, I, this is not helping for those people. So actually, now you've read out what body dysmorphia is. I actually didn't know that. I think everybody suffers a little bit with this though, do they not? Everybody's but that's got... everyone who's in this world of Instagram. But even before Instagram, did we not... Did we not look at ourselves and be like, oh, I want to change this, I want to change that, I we want to do this. celebrities in magazines. Right, okay. And they've been airbrushed potentially and things like that. Exactly. Right. But now we can airbrush ourselves. It's, it's ramped it up. It's even worse. Right. Because before we idolised people in magazines. Oh, we want to look like them, we want to look like them. They TV weren't real. Yeah. Now we're looking at ourselves who also aren't real. Because of the filters. And we're looking back in the mirror and thinking, oh, 
I'm not happy. Yeah, I wish so I So actually, I'm going to scratch that, suck it up, reverse it, quick change it and take my opinion back and say, yeah, I think we should ban them actually. Ban the filters. Yeah, I agree now. Is this going to stop you having uh, fillers and surgeries though? I think that's a different thing entirely though now. Does this not stem from the body dysmorphia though? This is what I'm saying. Have you got those fillers to live up to the things you see on Instagram? This is what I've I'm got saying. The, for, for example, my Botox that I get. Yeah. Absolutely, I'll never go back because it stops me sweating. Is that the original reason the, why you got it? It makes the... Yeah. Right, okay. I originally wanted Botox because I heard that it stopped sweating. I wanted it in my armpits but couldn't do it for the pain. Right. And then I was like, I wonder if it'll help me with my makeup keeping on because I was going to a point where I'd come off stage and my face looked... Melted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an extra from House of Wax. <laughs> I mean, right, yeah. So that's the original reason, and then obviously I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like, oh god, yeah, I'd like my lips a bit bigger, and I'd like, yeah. So I suppose it does yeah. stem from the body dysmorphia thing, really. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. The body movement. Dys- <laughs> the body dysmorphia movement. Because I would say the pressure of having a hair transplant would stem from, well. I just wanted hair. But is that why? Do you know what I mean? Because you were insecure about your hairline. You thought it made you look older. Yeah, that's it. The youthfulness yeah. is what I wanted to keep. Can I also keep. say, when's your Botox that you've had going to kick in? Anyway, what were we saying? Sorry. The pressure of... Pressure of that Botox not kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know is the answer to that. And I don't know, but what... Why, why did I originally get it? Um... Because I wanted it, but I suppose why I wanted it, we could unpick that. Yeah. Um, I do feel there is a pressure having an account that people follow. Yeah. I don't know. Never really thought about it. Weird, isn't it? Food for thought. Absolutely. Sit on that and eat it, bitch. Oh, girl. The Gossip Gaze. Congratulations and celebrations. It's a very happy day today if you are Irish and you're gay. <laughs> that was just off the cuff. I thought it was yeah, quite good. That was good. <laughs> Come on. So what's happened? So Ireland, Northern Ireland, we should say, have legalised, finally, gay marriage. And you can't go to prison for having an abortion if you want one. Brilliant. What a beautiful day to be gay and Irish. Can I and just also say? a woman and Irish. And just actually... Just to be yourself and Irish and make your own decisions for your own body and personalness. It's about bloody time, is it not? You know what? They've been behind the times for a while now. I know a lot of Irish people. I've done a lot of work in Ireland. The general consensus is that, I think, I don't want to speak on behalf of anybody, Yeah. that DUP and the religious side of things have really controlled Ireland for a long time. Right. And times are changing and times are moving. And I literally think we're waiting for that older religious generation to fucking die off before we can make these changes. Right, and yeah. it sounds awful. Yeah. But you don't have a right to decide, in my opinion. Yeah. Nobody has a right to decide what a woman does with her body. I agree. Um, And when it comes to the whole gay marriage thing... Obviously, my, we're pro-gay marriage. Obviously, <laughs> but oh my lordy, just live and let live. If you are so religious and you preach love, then just let people love. Weirdly, though, coming back to that religion thing, you, our our generation, generally from, from my friends and my perspective, nobody is religious anymore, really. You are. I don't go to church. I don't do... I don't follow the Bible. All right, I may believe that there is something after here and there's a higher power, but to quote 
um, Michelle Visage's uh, tweet she once posted. Oh. A man in the sky will love you unconditionally unless you follow certain rules. Like, I don't believe that. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, so don't worry. He will always love you, but only under his conditions. Like, that's, I don't believe that. So Yeah, that's so, was such a good way of putting it. But I think you've, since I first met you, this isn't this isn't spinning it or making it about you, but since I first met you to now, you've made big changes. I think you were more religious when I met you. Really? Yeah. I don't think, I, I didn't pray, I didn't, I didn't go to church. You would pray if you needed to. Oh, I still do though. Like what? <laughs> if I want something. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, so, if you want something, like... Also, if something good's happened, like, I do like to do look. I don't like to call it praying because I don't want to, like, be like, name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Like, I'm <laughs> In the name of the Father and the Son <laughs> and the Holy Made-Up Book, I want to say to you, thank you for the world. Yeah, I don't do that. I think I think when we initially had the conversation, it may have got misconstrued because we were in a bit of a drunken state, maybe. So that's what I think happened. But anyway... What were we saying? Uh, um, our generation is not... Also, don't be ashamed of that. I hope you don't feel like I'm like... No, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> ...faith shaming you. I'm all for people having faith and religion. And, you know, faith brings... Faith, you know, brings a lot of serenity and zen to a lot of people to have faith in something. I think there's a difference between faith and religion. I would say I'm when, anti-theist. Yeah, when it, when it, when it starts... I'm anti-any spread- religion. When it starts spreading hate and putting people out and being nasty to f- for people for being themselves and who they are. Yeah. That's when it becomes, that's when we have war and we have this big divide, big cultural religion divide. Yeah, it's shocking and shit. But like you just said, that I think that's holding me down when the old people are dead. Well, hopefully. Yeah. But what we're getting is also, we're getting a lot of, we still do have a lot of people who grow up in that. It's going to take years and years to water it right down because if you're born now to really religious parents, you'll still carry those beliefs on and pass them on to your sproglings. I know a lot of people who've got religious parents though and they rebel all the time. Like they're out partying, they're doing this, really? they're doing that. Yeah. Who? I mean, you can't say no names on here, but do I know them? No. Oh, okay. I'd love to see a world one day where there isn't kind of religion and there isn't war. And I know I sound like I've entered some kind of American pageant here. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite day is, what is that quote, July the 13th, because it's not too, or whatever. Anyway, that was the wrong quote and I've just fucked it up for every Mean Girls fan. But not even Mean Girls. What is it? Miss Congeniality, I think. No, you're wrong. (laughs) Google the quote. What's the quote, Because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. And all you need is a life jacket. Yeah. It's Miss Congeniality. Oh, well done. I'd have to say April 25th because right, it's not, you too go. Hot, not too cold. All you need is a large jacket. Right. Right. Well, well done. I was totally wrong. So I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. But anyway, back to Ireland. Congratulations. The Gossip Gaze. It's time for a listener's letter, my love. Go on then. And this one is from Becca. Hi, boys. Uh, listener's letter is my fave part of the pod. Ooh, oh my lordy, thank you, we love that. Uh, And I think you guys give great advice uh, that I can usually get on board with. Uh, My problem is that my best... Can I just say shady, bitch? Already usually get on board with. (laughs) My problem is that my best friend has been going through a breakup for the last few weeks, but social media has sent her insane. Oh my lordy. Mm -hmm. It's getting too much. She's constantly going through his profile, the profile of his friends, the people that they're tagged with. 
in brackets that she doesn't even know. <laughs> Checking tagged photos, sausages. <laughs> Checking sausages in the supermarket. Uh, checking statuses, tweets, etc., etc. It's got to the point that when we're sat with her, she's not even looking up from her phone because she's so busy stalking, and our other friends are actually getting quite frustrated with her. I've told her to block him if it's having an impact on her. She lied and said she did before com- complaining about a photo two days later. So she got caught out in her own lie. This is dramatic. This is high drama. This. I'm at my end. I'm at my end wit now. I think she means I'm at my end's wit. Wit's I'm end. At, I'm at my wit's end. <laughs> yes. that was, I'm at my end wit now, and I feel like I need to do something, not just because I want to help my friend, but because it's having a huge tension within our friendship group. What do you think of this? So she basically, she split up with a guy, and she's basically just become obsessed with stalking him on Facebook. Now, I can't relate to this, but I'm look. you're smiling. I feel like you can relate to this a bit, because when you had your split up from L, yeah. you went through a weird phase. Yeah. I don't now. know how happy you are to talk about the full <laughs> phase, because it took a while. Yeah. But you just say what you're happy to talk about or not, but you went through a few stages. Yeah, and the initial one is you just want to know what they're doing, what they're up to. What are they doing? What are they doing? Who's that? Who are they with? Who's he? Why are why are they with that person? Yeah. How are they friends? What's going on? And you're just obsessed because you're with this person nearly all day every day. You, yeah. You all when you work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When when you live with someone, you come home, you see them every night. You know what they're doing. You know what they're up to. And suddenly you're just you're not together anymore. So you don't speak to them every day. You don't know what they're doing and what they're up to. But the mentality is you still want to know because you might still like the person. Yeah. And it's hard to get in your own head that it's best not to look. It's better not to know. But no one could have told me that at the time. And also, you did go through a different phase where then your ex was was actually tormenting you. As soon as you stopped looking and he knew you weren't looking and he knew you weren't interested, he'd throw you a bone and he'd reel you back in. You were actually tormented by your ex and his his partner yeah quite a while yeah you went through a really shit time but is there anything from that time you can take and say if i was to do it again i'd do it differently and also if i was to meet someone with the same issue my advice to them to get over it and come through the other side would be this does that make sense yeah of course so the best thing hand on heart to do is not look it's out of sight out of mind keep yourself busy surround yourself with good friends because i remember being like blocking me i have and you do the same and she lie. said you got caught out and yeah. two weeks later, you know a couple of days later she'd be like yeah of course but sometimes in your head you do block them and then you think oh, i'm just gonna unblock okay just unblock and have a look but when you're not looking you don't know and it does sort of it does sort of take them out of your head a little bit just because when you do look then you think about them more. And then you're like, oh, why were they with that person there doing this at that time? And why have they posted that tweet? And what's that about? And what's this? And do you know what? It's an only, it's a, a lesson you need to learn yourself, I think. But it's bringing tension on the friendship group now for our Becca. Right. You just need to be there for your friend. Yeah. As yeah. much as it's annoying. As much like, as Don't it, yeah. get me wrong. I've been the friend now. <laughs> So from my point of view, I've been the friend where I've been like, this is annoying. This, You know, me and our other friend have had fallouts 
over how you were behaving at certain points. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It does affect the friendship group, but at the same time, you need to let that friend, yeah, come to that conclusion and that place on her own, really, don't you? It's sort of like a full circle moment. You'll just sort of eventually get over it. Does she need a rebound, Shag? That always helps. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That always helps. Having Having somebody else to distract you or somebody else to focus on, boy-wise or like in an intimate scenario um it's always best because i remember i was texting people like do you know what i mean just like you had a few you had a few people and i was like oh my god this guy's really into you he's everything like i think there's a few people you dated back when you went over your ex that if you dated now i could have become yes but you probably ended up fucking them off because you were still focused on your ex they're they're, in a way i wouldn't say a missed opportunity because i do think everything happens for a reason yeah i'd hate you to then feel guilty over that past because (laughs) you weren't ready regardless of how right or wrong they were yeah you weren't ready then and that's the point but my point is you know that from experience so i feel like maybe some advice could be from becca to her friend be like look you could be missing out on opportunities here because you're focused on that on the past rather than the future yeah this is a tough one it's hard to see in the moment though being that person you know you can't when it's a fresh breakup it seems pretty fresh she imagined this world with her partner at the time and now that future's gone out of her head and she don't know what's going to happen. So she's in bits now. Do you know what I mean? And now maybe wants this ex back, we don't know. Right. But is constantly looking at what he's doing. But like I said, time's a good healer. Right. And just be there for your friend who's actually hurting at the minute. And just say, you're fucking me off with this obsession now, hon. Sometimes it does take a bit of tough love. Yeah? Yeah. Be like, you're really fucking me off with this obsession. Like, get over him. You've split up for a reason. I think reminding your friend of the bad points of the person. Always remind them of the bad points because when you, when you break up, you forget about... Because, like, you're constantly arguing towards the end. You probably yeah. weren't right for each other. You might have been you might have been arguing every day. But you, you don't know. Cheaters, abuse yeah. and all of that. You just forget all that, though. You just remember all the good stuff, like when you went on holiday yeah. and you had the best time. Oh, take me back to Florida, 1992. <laughs> Triple XL beef burgers. Mm, bad for the environment, but great for the taste buds. Yeah, I know what you mean. But you know what? I think part of it is Becca and her mates need to be like, right, tough love. Yeah. We're going to tough love her now. Shut up, we don't care. Mm. Or is that going to send her to a place of like, she feels like she's got no one? Because that was my worry for you. Because we had friends that were being tough love for you. And then you ended up being in a place where you felt like you could only speak to me. True. So it's a balance. It's a balance only they can figure out with between their friendship, right? Yeah. Also try not make it a massive deal either. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, downplay it. Downplay it. Like, she's just broke up with a boyfriend. She's going to be over it in a few months. Why don't we set her up on a blind date? Blind date? <laughs> Uh, take her out for just be there just for be a, there for a distractor a... yeah that is the best to be thing like, to should do. we go bowling tonight oh, yeah bowling as well. cinema or even yeah. if just come say... round to mine we'll have dinner just about to say that come round to mine we'll, we'll have, have Cabani's takeaway from Woodlesford and Leeds <laughs> <laughs> we should be sponsored by them we've I mentioned know. them loads loads <laughs> can we just get some free garlic bread and up in here please uh, no I just think I think that's the nicest and best advice for this situation agreed be there for a distractor Bit of tough love now and again, but don't back her into a corner. Mm. And just let her know that you guys are there for it and that actually it's not the end of the world. There is definitely more fish in the sea. Even if she only wants that one fish right now, she's going to know when she tastes some other big fish. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. 
And the bigger the fish, I'm just making up analogies here. Uh, the bigger the fish, the smaller the pond. What does that even mean? But the bigger the fish, the better it is to fry. Ooh. Ooh. Girl, go fry some fish, bitch, and get over that boy. <gasps> the gossip gaze. So we got some gossip this week. Oh my God. You know more about it than me. I, I, I don't know a lot. Right. But while, it's juicy. When we was on the way here, mm. you phoned me and said, we need to talk about this. And I said, yeah. I've seen a little bit on Twitter this morning, but I don't know the full T. G-U-C-T-T-T. Gossip, gossip, gossip. Juicy, juicy, goss, goss. I'll let you go then. Go on. They don't make them goss like they used to. They don't make them goss. Basically, Todrick's ex-assistant. Todrick Hall we're talking about. Todrick Hall. And if you don't know who he is... Then you're probably not gay. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a little judge on Drag Race, choreographer on Drag Race. He's a big YouTube star. He found fame on American Idol. And I think before American Idol, if correct me if I'm wrong, but was he not in Wicked in the musical? Don't as an know. ensemble? Not sure. Oh, am I getting confused with Adam Lambert? Anywho, he was, he's worked his way up. He's besties or he's friends with Swifty. Taylor Swift, not Swifty the drag queen from Newcastle. <laughs> Shout out though. Shout out though to Beauty Killer because we love her. And he also has his own music out which actually does quite well within the gay scene and community. And you play it weekly? Yeah, every, I get requests for Todrick Hall every time I DJ. So that's who he is. Anywho, come out. Uh, he's not been paying dancers, allegedly. He's allegedly got sexual assault claims there. He's allegedly gotten... What else is on there? just fucking shit loads of like dirty deeds and this has come from his ex-assistant this is being tweeted out mm-hmm. also by one of his dancers who uh, was but in... since then other people have come out like there's a young girl from london she's like well i'm still waiting on 800 quid from last year's tour video yeah dancers waiting on this and he's kind of scrambling online a little bit to be like Oh, well, that video was only released two weeks ago. You will be paid, not because you've called me out, but because I will pay you. And he respond, he responds to some bits and not others. And then a drag race girl is... Manila Luzon, yeah, yeah, well remembered, has said, well, you still owe me from last year's Halloween party that I hosted for, for you, and that's been nearly 12 months. And I'm talking in the last 16 hours. Right, so this is... This is hot tea fresh. Minute. Yeah. This is like... Just brewed. This is still... This could still scold you if you spilt it on your knee. <laughs> Yeah, you know. So, so what do we think? Because he appears on on the TV shows and he appears on the YouTube channels as a really nice guy. We've seen him live at Manchester Pride a couple oh, of years yeah. ago. And he was a great performer. Yeah. Great show. I love his music. A lot of people do. But when we hear this about somebody, does it change your opinion of Look, them it's a like, bit? It's a little bit like the MJ thing, right? If you're a fan of someone, you find it really hard to believe that they're this other thing. Yeah. If someone come up to us now and was like, Britney Spears did this to me in the street, she's this, she's horrible, she's that, you'd be like, no, no, no. And you'd make excuses for it because you're a fan. Yeah. And fans do that. Of course they do. But... We're not huge fans of Todrick, so I'm I'm kind of believing some of these rumours or um, allegations because it's just, there's so many I of them. I think if you're a dick, you're always going to be found out to be a dick. Yeah. And that's that. But then... <laughs> People can have down days and dick days. I have dick days where I'm like, oh God, why have I done that? Do you know what I mean? But it's not not paying someone. This is what I'm saying. Anyway, I've seen a YouTube video that raised a really good point. And it was like, when you're an emerging artist back in the day, you know, 
He might have been like, look, I'm just getting into YouTube. I've not got a lot of money. But will you be in my video dancing and, you know, you'll get a bit of exposure. And you, know, there is a little bit of that, you know, the starving artist, I think, as they put it. Yeah. You know, mentality of everyone helping each other out. But I think when you're at a world tour fame and you've got Cheryl Cole, not Hole, Cole. Yeah. Appearing on stage with you and, you know, you're mingling with celebs and you're getting a, a big pay packet. And, and you're a judge on bloody show. drag race. Yeah. Then you should be paying your people. Yeah, because he's just brought these couple of new videos out very recently mm. and they've got dancers in and apparently none of them have been paid at all. But they also did say that it is partly their fault for not getting contracts in place. Now, this is a big, big thing. When you're doing something like that, I feel like you should always have it in writing. Do you not agree? The thing is, yeah, so, okay, it's a bit of juicy gossip to talk about, but it is also people's lives. And I always think when you see something like this, is there something we can learn from it? Right. And I've been stung. I've been stung many times by little things like contract negotiations. Well, that wasn't in there. This wasn't in there. Um, You know, and I've I've vowed never to work with people again. But you've got to live and learn from your mistakes and you've got to move on. Yeah. And mistakes are made by these people are get it in writing, get it in contracts. This is how much you'll be paid. This is when you'll be paid because that's another thing. Yeah. Waiting around for money. And I think anyone in this art scene, just make sure you know, even if you've not got a definite contract, if you've got an accountable thing, for example, an email yeah. trail, that would still hold in a court of law. Yeah. Where's the line, though, from doing things for free for exposure and actually knowing your worth? Well, this is it. And this is what I was kind of saying to you before we started recording. Yeah. When I first started out in drag, I did accept gigs and doing things for exposure. I did the same with DJing. And you know what my biggest advice would be to anyone is do drag competitions because it's exposure. This is drag I'm talking about, but yeah. not just general entertainment industry. You know, you've got to know when when enough is enough, when you've earned your stripes. Don't get me wrong. Do I still do stuff for free? Yes. Do I do stuff for a majorly reduced fee or just expenses? Yes. But now it's not necessarily for exposure. Now it would be for a charity event yeah. or something I believe in or... To help a friend out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't let people make you feel bad for for saying this is my fee. I know, this might sound a bit knobby, but I know you can get a cheaper drag queen for a Friday and Saturday night to do the job I'm doing. But I believe that I'm worth the money I'm charging. Right. And that what I bring to the show, nobody else can do. Not in a big-headed, cocky way. Just because that's my product. Do I also think other people have got... The same thing, but a different niche. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But I don't want to, I don't care what they charge. I don't care any of their business. What I care about is mine and my art is my business. And I, me personally, I'm very lucky that I can work a Friday, Saturday, Sunday and that I live off that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that can't live off their art. So that's what I mean about knowing your self-worth. You know, I'm, I know I'm touching wood that it doesn't die down, but I'm, I know I'm lucky that this is my life. And yeah. you know, you're the same. You you don't do anything else. We, we're artists, if you will. Yeah. DJ, and DJs. DJ, and pod- we don't get paid for that, though, which is why this this always feels nicer to me, because it's a passion project. Yeah. Sometimes I think if it was if this was monetized, would we treat it differently? Maybe not, because the way the root, it's rooted. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll get to a point where it'd be nice to be sat here and making some money and sharing the love and the wealth. Um. Anyway, I've gone on for an age tangent, but what I'm saying is what we can learn from this gossip 
is always make sure your fucking back is covered. Make sure your back's covered. And no one else is going to do that. You need to do that for yourself. Yeah, of course. And when someone offers you something, you know, you've got to sit, you've got the opportunity there to sit and think. I get messages all the time. I mean, I literally had one this week saying, oh, I'm hosting this party and um, it's on this date and my friend really loves you. They're a big fan of yours. I'm wondering if you could just call past, maybe sing us a song. We don't have any money. Right. It's on Saturday the 20th. And I'm always straight up, I'm quite firm, because obviously on one hand I want people to know there is no such thing as can you just call past in drag? No, what you're asking there is will I work for you for free? Yeah. Or will I work for you for next to no money? Yeah. The answer is no, because I know myself worth. Yeah. But if you want to book me, here's the email. Right. And here's the guy who can do make that happen for you. But equally, if you are looking for drag, try here, try there. There's always someone that will be able to cater your budget. Yeah. But you'll get what you pay for. Absolutely. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do I sound like a Um, No, I wouldn't say so. But what? I don't know. It could be maybe misconstrued as being a Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not being a It's literally your job. Like, if this was a business, like a hair salon, yeah. it's like, do you mind if I call Patsy and you just do my roots for free? Yeah. No, and I'll that's give my you, business. And you know what I've had before, which what? is really my f- my favourite thing of all time. I got asked to perform at a christening. Yeah. I'll never forget, because I've never been asked to perform at a christening since or before. Yeah. And they said, um, we only need you to do a few numbers and you can help yourself to the buffet. <laughs> and you know what? That's the only time I've ever not responded to a message on my personal fa- Facebook. Because I was thinking, you imagine me being like, hey, Mr. Co-op, uh, sorry, I'm not going to pay my gas bill this month, but I have got some Iceland sausage rolls that I can send you in the post <laughs> if that'll do. Like, I'm not going to go and pay my bills with some of your fucking tatty buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I think the issue, the people on Todrick's, you know, alleged non-payment thing is they presume they were getting paid. That's also another thing. Make sure you know exactly what you're getting yourself in for. Don't be scared to be like, by the way, how much is the fee? Cover yourself, know your back, know your worth, and fucking earn them coins, honey, and do well, and make yourself happy. The Gossip Gaze. Wait, a little shameless plug before we go. Something else has been announced this week. What? You're going... Is it on tour? I've seen a poster with Holy Tea. Ah, okay, so here's the tea on Holy Tea. Um... You know, I'm actually going to be totally real here. I didn't ever really envisage working with Holy Tea. Yeah. Again, it didn't really work out last time. I've never had that before with any kind of promoter or business where it didn't, we didn't click. Yeah. For whatever reasons. However, I think there's a certain element of of being a being a grown up. Yeah. And business is business. And making up with people. We've got some fab little contracts in place. It's a one-off gig. It's over um, DragCon weekend in January. Anyway, I've got I've just got the poster up. It's on the 19th of January, 
2020. Tickets are available from holytea.net and we're going to be in the Shepherd's Bush O2 Empire. Ooh, fancy. A lot of people perform there, you know. Do they? Shepherd's Bush, yeah. Do they? Mm. Um, I'm hosting it with Victoria's Secret. As I said, I absolutely love her. Uh, it's Battle with the British, so it's like USA versus UK. Uh, I'll be with Adore Delano, uh, Ms. Cracker, Meatball, Ua Hamasaki, Joe Black, Juno Birch. Ooh. Ah, I love Juno Birch. Uh, Vinegar Stroke, Lydia Lascabies, Chino Gnomes, and Ginny Lemon. Love it. Me and Victoria. It is literally a plethora of drag. Um, I feel really good that I am back with a gorgeous sister that I love, Victoria. And I feel really good that I'm back working with a team that I didn't think I'd do that with again. I thought that that was a chapter of my life and I'd written it off and I'd enjoyed what I took from it. But now I think... Onwards and upwards. Yeah. And when, it when, doesn't when, feel nice to have any bad blood. Yeah. It feels when, nice to be grown up and move on because you know what? It's egos aside. That's what course. it is. Yeah. It's egos aside and let's let's do what we gotta do, honey. And I love that. And also, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say, but I am in London on DragCon UK. So you know, maybe I might be making a little appearance at a booth or two. <laughs> selling some little pictures with me on. If you want to come and get a picture with me, I might be there. I might not. I don't know what I'm allowed to say at the moment, but I will be there. <laughs> but I will be there. And please, please and come and get one because I don't want my cue to be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this has been a gossip heavy gossip gaze. Well, I'm, I'm glad for it. Reveal after reveal. Woo! Wig snatched. There you go, bitch. <laughs> well, I've got a lovely quote to end on after that um, After that conversation. It is, be patient. Sometimes you have to go through the worst to get the best. The Gossip Gaze. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 